This is Harvest Talk Radio. Reaching the world with evangelism. Join us every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. As we discuss strategies to build the kingdom of God with evangelism. Taking outreach to the next level. This is Harvest Talk Radio. Broadcasting around the world with Gary Mathis. I'm Pastor Gary Mathis. We're getting ready to discuss the topic on The Great Awakening Part 2 with co-host Pastor Larry Taylor. Hi, my name is Gabby, and you are listening to the Harvest Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God for you being a part of the broadcast, and this is the Harvest Talk Radio Well, at this time, we have Pastor Taylor on the line with us, and we're going to continue discussion as it relates to the Great Awakening. We're going to continue talking about the Great Awakening. Last week, we discussed the history of the Great Awakening, and we talked about how even the Constitution during that time was experiencing the Church Awakening and how it led even all the way up to the pending of the Constitution one nation under God, dealing with awakening because people was at a position that they really needed to understand how to live free, how to be independent, how to really move in the spirit of God, even during the 1700s. So we thank God for Pastor Larry Terry for being part of the broadcast. Well, praise God. We thank you for, for this opportunity to get down into the discussion dealing with the awakening. I, I want you to remember how we define the awakening versus the revival. But when it comes down to the awakening, we're talking about awakening a culture, awakening a territory. Gave an example dealing with the pandemic, how the pandemic was a tool to cause a culture, people, or a nation to really start looking and thinking about God. And then versus the church is revived. They are restored. So they're not awakening in the sense of getting to know God, but they may have dropped off the scale a little bit. They, uh, they forgot that God is God, and they got caught up into their own way of doing things, commercializing, or whatever they did. They fell off from God. So revival, restoration, back to the Word of God, and revival does that. So I thank God for Pastor Taylor even bringing some things out concerning that. But going forth, we want to deal with uh, the great harvest, the awakening. What's going to happen of the great awakening? Praise God. This has to be simply a, uh, a matter of opinion because it's, it's, it's not happened yet. Uh, but I think that, uh, first of all, we, we need to look at the churches individually. Number one, I believe that that has been a problem has been that churches have been divided because we now have so many denominations. And the denominations have been formed because men and women in the church started disagreeing on so many things that were not really important. Uh, they started uh, what I would call majoring in the minor, little minor issues, little minor doctrines, little mi- a minor word here or, or belief there would cause a whole uh, church to split and form its own denominational. Even 
today within the churches there are factions that are causing splits within the church they're still operating as a church little minor things that are causing people to disagree some of them are, are still the, the people who are, are are disagreeing with certain thoughts and certain doctrines certain teachings not necessarily leaving the church but it's not allowing the church to really grow as it should and the church is not growing because as you mentioned the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few it's going to take this this new awakening for the people to realize it's not about them that it's about christ Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the kingdom of and the kingdom of god and so we have to continue to do things like we're doing now to make people aware that there's a problem. You just can't come into the church and, and, and find your seat or your, your place in the pew or your place in the choir or your place on this board or that board and then uh, get yourself comfortable, kick your feet up. Because if you're doing that, that means that you are not interested in the souls that are out there that are lost, those mm-hmm. souls that are craving for Christ. And so uh, we have to get outside the door and then reap in this harvest that, that uh, Christ has prepared for us. Amen. You know, as it relates to that harvest, let's take a look at the scriptures here. What exactly happened during the season of Jesus? Because we don't call it the awakening, but... Uh, some may even call it a revolution during that time because it was a religious uh, battle that was going on dealing with the Jews. Uh, then when Jesus came on the scene, then and also the uh, Jesus and the actual synagogues and the places and the temples and all of that. Not only a confrontation during that time, even then they was looking for him to come. So there was a kingdom aspect of that he was coming, meaning that people that was of the kingdom, like John the Baptist, they was they was knowing that this was coming. They knew that this there was going to be a change. They, of course, some was looking for uh, the, the Messiah to come to free them from their political ambitions. But that wasn't the case. They had the wrong idea. But so now, even back then with Jesus when he came, they was expecting him. So it is today. We are expecting another turn of events that is going to be much more greater than we had before. Uh, the scriptures here in Matthew chapter 9, and I'll read 35 and down. He said, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And he looked 
up on them with compassion. But I have a compassion for the church to get further outside the four walls to go and minister to them that are in the harvest. So this is one of the things that Jesus uh, said to the disciples. He said it then. So anyone that falls up under this category of being a disciple or becoming saved and getting to know Jesus, guess what? These instructions that he said to them still apply. He said in verse 38, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. That request is still valid. So people like myself, our ministry name is Lord of the Harvest Ministry. It's that same reason that the name was given to me. I asked the question, Lord, I got excited because I got a name and I heard it from God. But then after my excitement left, I asked why? <laughs> you know, I said, I never heard nobody with this name. In other words, I'm no Lord of no harvest. In other words, but God ministered to me and showed me my journey up to that delivery. My journey was consistent to what he was calling me to do. Praise God. I'm thinking that uh, one of the things that's lacking in the church is the compassion that you have that's not in so many other people in the church. Not saying that it's a negative thing, because if it were if it were not a problem, then Jesus wouldn't have mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Because he clearly said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. We have to understand Jesus, although he at that time and still is fully God, he was still fully man. So he himself was limited to time and space. He could only be in one place at one time because he was still a man. So he had these disciples with him that he was teaching how to do what he was doing. And those disciples then were given the uh, uh, responsibility to teach other disciples to do what Jesus did. So here we are today with some people with that compassion to say, help get souls saved. Others simply have a compassion for increasing membership and not making disciples. And there are others who are simply content to sit in their seat mm -hmm. and do nothing. So where's the compassion? Where Where is desire to share this good news with other people? I, I'm afraid that some people, when they realize they have a very valuable gift, they have a tendency to want to keep it to themselves rather than going out and and sharing it with other people because some people are so cynical and some people are so narcissistic that when they have this gift, they don't want to share it with anybody else because they think somebody's going to take it and <laughs> take it from them. It's because throughout ages, that's what people have done to one another. So they have something that's valuable, don't want to share it. And yet God is asking us to share what we have. And it's been ingrained in us not to do that. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm saying that's why uh, we have have encountered a problem making disciples. Uh, they have a valuable gift, they, but but I don't think they really understand the the value of the gift that they have. Mm -hmm. That that gift that God has given them is actually available for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody who gets this gift gets to share in the 
same final destination, which is heaven. I'll pull that one out because of that play you did. <laughs> Amen. And, and that, that's Amen. awesome. That's awesome. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's take a look at the final destination. Let's take a look at dealing with the Great Awakening. I believe right now we are experiencing an awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, awakening comes in for different reasons. One, there's a spiritual drought awakening. Mm-hmm can happen. <clears throat> there is a religion revolution uh, that's going on. So all of these things can cause a need for an awakening to get people and get the church back to God, period. Let's take a look at that harvest that Jesus, because what he did and what happened during his time when he showed up, it's the same thing. I believe that it's going to happen in the coming days and the coming months or years, that's going to happen because he already began laying a foundation for it. What is that? Well, his kingdom people, like he spoke here concerning these scriptures, that he preached the kingdom. He preached the gospel in the synagogue. He preached the kingdom, not inspiration, but the kingdom. So the next thing what happened during his time was there was an escalation of miraculous events. There was healing, eyes open, blind, coming back to life. There was activations, and, and they call it activation, but when I first got saved, we call it enabled. The Holy Ghost enabled men to be able to do greater works. And then he put 12, not a church, full of people, but he put 12 to get it going. That same passion that I mentioned is that when I first started the ministry, Lord of the Harvest Ministry, God was not putting in my heart to create a building full of people. He put in my heart to develop a team of people so that they can become what the 12 was. That's what he put in my heart. It's not that I was looking to trying to do this. This is what's burning there. And then as I began to start realizing that is what he did, he created a team of people and they became what we have today. So what he did then, that is what's going to happen or has begun happening towards another great awakening. So you have different individuals, you have different people or different groups, small or large, that really gets the picture. They're moving forth in this particular awakening that is coming. There's going to be a miraculous event. But there's an atmosphere that is being created because when it comes down to creating such a glory move of the Lord, then the atmosphere has to be created for this glory. Jesus created an atmosphere for people to get saved. His very presence brought over 5,000 men, which they came to see him and follow him throughout the day. He created that atmosphere. So what he's doing is what the church is supposed to be doing. Guess what that is? That is a remnant of people, okay? It's a remnant of people that's going to create that. Those people that don't mind being talked about, don't mind speaking for Jesus, don't mind standing on the outside of the church, proclaim the gospel. 
So, yes, it takes money to do these things. And God has the money. God told me I have a blank check for you. He continued to bring that back to me. Only thing I needed to do is put together a plan to spend it. All right. And right now it's already up to five million dollars. All right. So and, and he's showing me how to go and get the money because he already written the check. <laughs> so we have got to be in a position that we hear from the kingdom. Kingdom people are going to be strategically placed for the great move of God. What we call an awakening that we never seen before. Miraculous things are going to happen. So no, no offense, but this is, I don't believe that what I'm speaking is an opinion. I think he's really giving it to his kingdom minded people. And sometimes because you're engulfed in his kingdom activity, it comes out of your mouth. You're speaking what happened. You're speaking what's going to happen. That glory wave is coming. Teaching the church how to operate in the glory is laying the carpet for the great awakening because they are going to become those laborers. Hallelujah. They're going to be those laborers. That's why people like us that's making calls like this or making these actual broadcasts to happen. We're putting seeds in the ground. I got to put this seed in the ground. 50 people may not hear it, but it's one that's going to be the next Billy Graham when they hear it. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I don't know about you. I'm excited about this. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I believe that even during Jesus's day, immediately after he was gone and even up today, that because he was going from synagogue to synagogue and he would go to the temple, there were false teachers out there, just like there are false teachers out there today. One of the problems that we have in this country is that most people don't understand that we're kingdom. We don't operate under that type of a government. When they're listening to these false teachers, a lot of people, unfortunately, when they're, they're looking at the kingdom, what they're seeing is a man or a woman who is in charge of this facility. And I'm going to call this facility the church. And that false teacher is coming up woefully short of these people's expectations. So they think that God is the same way. So people have been guising themselves as wolves in sheep's clothing then and now. Mm. And so the, uh, the harvest is out there, but those people who have been under these false teachers are not willing to go out there and bring somebody in. Even if they do bring them in, they're bringing them into a cult as opposed to the kingdom of God. They're not really receiving that good news, which is that Jesus saves. <laughs> That's good news. I mean, isn't that a simple statement? Jesus <laughs> saves. And, and you can be saved. You don't have to run around a barn, climb up on one side and jump off the other side. Mm -hmm. and, and You don't have to do all that. You just believe in your heart. Well, that is so simple that people don't want, are unwilling to believe that mm -hmm. because it's not complicated enough. <laughs> uh, they want things that are complicated. And, 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 and so uh, denominations have formed out there and they're teaching these people, okay, go out there and tell them they need to do this, 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 and this. Like in, in, in even in Jesus' day. Uh, they were telling people, well, in order for you to get saved, well, first of all, you got to become a Jew 
which means you need to go through these classes and then you need to get circumcised and then you can uh, become a Christian. Well, Jesus never said that. And so we have to uh, start this great awakening by proper teaching in the individual churches where that where the revivals are going to be taking place and and once the revivals have taken place and then the people are, will be on fire to go out and, and and make a change in 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 our individual cultures so yeah there's a lot of work to do but oh. it's got to start and and i think we've started uh by doing this oh and, man uh, Amen. Amen. I listen here. I really enjoyed what you just said because mm-hmm. that is the laborers. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that's the part of becoming a laborer. Hallelujah. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a mission, and sometimes we're going to stand alone. Anybody that ever hear this, you're going to stand alone when it comes down to this type of mission. That's right. You have to be ready for it. If you're mm-hmm. looking for glamour and glitter, if you're looking mm-hmm. for a briefcase and a brand new car, mm-hmm. if you're looking for the Rolex watch in a fancy pool pit, you will be disappointed. I mean, if you're looking for the edifice in the big building that may not even show up or come, but if mm-hmm. it don't become more awakened, okay? <laughs> Amen. Get more of his spirit. Amen. Uh-huh. Let the atmosphere be set for his glory. Let you let uh, become a vessel of the Lord to be used for miraculous things to happen. Even in our own ministry, I informed them to be ready because God is going to use us. Amen. Uh-huh. In such a time as this. And when I told them that it was a couple of years ago and from that point, they had begun to see things happen. They saw they received their health back. They received their eyesight back. They had cancer, a man in the face, and they received their health and got delivered from that cancer. And they still battling. But yet God is delivering. Not only that, that person that's battling, she's saved. Uh-huh. She she says she don't been saved five times, but she know what salvation is now. Come on now. <laughs> and been, through it man. all, she is saved because we're setting the atmosphere with a few so that uh-huh. they can recognize, man, the glory of God. Hallelujah. Everything that was prophesied and spoken, every word that came out has come to pass. Man, just in that little place right there. Come on now. In our prayer meetings was powerful. Hallelujah. Glory. That's all we want. We want the glory of God to continue to resonate in our homes, in our spirit. And one thing that we don't do a lot enough of is to minister the things that is of the spirit, such as speaking in tongue. If you want to become a disciple of Christ. You must understand you have to start speaking in tongues because that is how you are connected. That's the number one way I should say that you're going to be connected to the glory realm. This is how you get a chance to speak to God. Man, even if you don't have the understanding, there is a 
there is a a connection that is formed when you're speaking in tongues. I lay down and God rushes through me, his spirit. I know I'm speaking in tongue even when I'm sleeping. Come on. <laughs> if I lay down right now before I can even go to sleep, God puts in me to speak in tongues. And when you begin to speak in tongue, that puts you in a position that you begin to grow in your spiritual walk. You will grow in your spiritual walk. You begin to see things. My wife, we lost our keys. And she, I mean, she, she's saying to me, honey, pray to God that then I find my keys. Pray. Because okay. she know when I sit down and meditate and begin to speak in tongues, God takes me to the keys. One time she lost the keys and God gave me the final steps, showed me in the vision, her final steps. Uh. And then from the final steps she made, I followed the rest of the way and put my hands under the bed and grabbed the keys without looking because, (laughs) ah, hallelujah. I got stories for you because that's how you're going to be ready for the harvest. See, you're not just going to be a laborer. He equips you. That's a whole nother story right there. It's equipping. Uh Amen. Matter of fact, we'll be talking about that next week. Good Lord. Okay. (laughs) Oh yes. I can hear your voice on that one, doctor. (laughs) Amen. The great awakening, the Lord of the harvest. Okay. The, Laborers, what are the laborers going to be equipped with? Creating an atmosphere. You must be equipped. God has given me the authority and the spirit to be able to speak, to be able to see. Good Lord have mercy. I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. Praise God. Amen. And I thank God for this, this discussion dealing with the awakening. Uh, when it comes down to spiritual awakening and everything and getting folks in a position uh, to be born again. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Amen. You, you like to have anything else to say before we close it out? Praise God. Um, no, I, th- I think we pretty much covered it. This is Harvest Talk Radio. Reaching the world with evangelism. Join us every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. As we discuss strategies to build the kingdom of God with evangelism. Taking outreach to the next level. This is Harvest Talk Radio. Broadcasting around the world with Gary Mathis.